Hello everyone, this is Charlene, and I just wanted to let you know about this amazing app called Anchor, where you can record and edit your very own podcasts. Um, I have absolutely no experience podcasting, and this app has made it so easy to finally start making this dream of mine come true. Um, I highly recommend it. You can easily edit all of your audios. Um, You can add background images and music. So I highly, highly recommend this app. Um, Just go to the App Store and download Anchor to get started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Charlene, and I'm here to talk to you today about my relationship with my narcissistic husband. Um, And today I kind of just wanted to give you all a little bit of background that you had something to go off of. Um, So I met my current husband um, the summer of 2017. So it's been about two and a half years since we met. I currently live in Texas, but I kind of on a whim, decided to move to the Dominican Republic and teach at a private school there, Um, despite (laughs) a warning from one of my Dominican friends who had gone to this school as a child. So um, other than the director of the school, at which I would be working, and her husband, um, my now husband, was the first person that I met after moving there. Um, I did not know anybody in the city to which I moved. I had one acquaintance (laughs) that I had met (laughs) through a language exchange app, Um, but we just talked on the phone a couple of times. So, My second day there, my husband was given the assignment of taking me to the grocery store and running errands with me. Um, He was and still is a driver for the school at which I was working. Um, And bus drivers there have, (laughs) their job description is much broader than the job description of a bus driver here. So his driving task was to drive me to the grocery store and um, he took me to go get a pair of shoes and help me pick them out, gym shoes by the way, which was cute, I have to admit. Um, But the communication issues started that very same day. Um, He does not speak English and while I do speak Spanish, Dominican Spanish has never been easy for me. Um, It's always been very intimidating, hard to understand. And so initially I kind of just thought, well, you know, maybe we're just having some, maybe he's not lying and contradicting himself. Maybe I'm just misunderstanding. Um, Even though in my gut or like my gut feeling was that something was just not quite right 
Um, so I actually started recording our conversations pretty early on so that I could listen to them later and take my time before deciding whether or not I had misunderstood. Um, and so after not very long, I had evidence that I was not in fact crazy, but rather he was contradicting himself. That being said, um, he would always deny it and somehow find a way to make me feel like I was in the wrong or guilt trip me, which is part of gaslighting, um, as I'm sure some of you know, and I will go more into that later. Um, and so pretty early on, and so we started dating right away. And it's funny because I remember when he first kissed me, which was that same day when he took me grocery shopping. So, you know, bad choice on my part, but it is what it is. Um, I was not into it. Like, I thought it was, I think I kind of thought it was fun. Like, oh, okay, I'm hanging out with the local people. Um, but I, the kiss was not great. And I remember pushing him away and him not taking the hint, which was more than a hint. Um, so it's not like I was really into him initially. And I think that was part of the problem is that I didn't take it seriously, which allowed him to slowly creep into my heart. Um, and so within, I would say a month, we fell into our pattern, which is still going on today, um, where things would usually be fine during the week. And he probably got some points because being the driver, he would <laughs> act like he had to take me home on his route. And I hated the job there. And so I would go with him so that I could leave work early, which is so unlucky. That's how much I hated it. Um, and things would be fine during the week. And then usually pretty early on, like either Friday night or Saturday, he would find some way to get under my skin and pick a fight with me. Um, and I eventually realized that he was doing this so that I would feel and seem like the guilty party. And maybe he even was able to convince himself that it was all my fault. Um, and then he would justify his bad behavior, which was going and getting drunk and ignoring me. Um, and still to this day, every Sunday, he gets drunk 
things normally start off well. We talk in the morning. Um, we video chat. He's really nice. He promises he's not going to ignore me. And then in the late afternoon, early evening, he usually sends me a message like, oh, I love you so much. I'm so happy with you. And that's when I'm like, oh, shit. He's crossing my line. And then I try to call him. I usually don't even see him online for two hours. Um, and then I'll get upset. And he'll find some way to blame me. Um, or he'll try and guilt trip me. And start sending me mean text messages. Um, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we're going through an especially hard time right now, I think. Um, so yeah, we started dating right away. I didn't take it seriously. Um, and like on paper, he doesn't have much going for him. He, I'm 34. He's 11 years older than I am. He has two children already. Um, one who is 11 years younger than I am and the other one who is 22 years younger than I am. Um, lots of drama with his second daughter's mom. And he makes very little money. He shares a bedroom with his mom. Um, he's not, I wouldn't say he's physically attractive. He's just like a normal looking guy. Um, definitely no one that would catch my eye and I'm sure he doesn't catch other people's eyes either. Um, not to be mean. Um, it's not like he's hideous, but it's not like, you know, oh, this guy's so hot, which isn't my thing anyway. Um, he has diabetes. I'm pretty sure he's an alcoholic. Um, so it's like, I think really what happened was it was easier for him to play with my head because I thought that maybe the miscommunication or the communication issues and what seemed like him contradicting himself and lying was maybe due to me not understanding Dominican Spanish um, as well as some possible cultural differences. Um, and then by the time it was very clear that that was not going on, I was already sucked in. And I used to work for a domestic violence shelter, or I, I volunteered for one. Um, I studied psychology. Um, I have my undergraduate degree in psychology. Um, and I knew all of the signs. And I did not think this would ever happen to me, which I'm sure a lot of people think. But somehow, it happened. 
Um, we got engaged in December of 2018, so about six months into our relationship. And at that time, I wasn't planning on coming back to the United States. I mean, I'm sure eventually, but my plan was to stay in the Dominican Republic. Um, I had resigned from my position at the private school where I met him. Um, I resigned in October of 2018 after working there for a few months and hating it. And then I had a bit of a disagreement with the administrators. Um, and so I was like, okay, if they're not going to respect me, and in my opinion, they weren't even respecting the best needs of the children. Um, I was like, why am I even going to do this when I make very little money? My blood pressure was really high. They put me on a beta blocker. Um, and so I decided to just teach online. Um, I was making more money. I mean, I wasn't rich, but by no stretch of the imagination, but since the cost of living there is a lot less than it is here, I was able to manage it. I wasn't saving, but it was working out, and um, teaching online was much less stressful than teaching at a public school, um, which is what I did prior to that and what I currently do. Um, so. Our pattern of fighting every weekend continued. Um, and then a, a little less than a year after we met, so probably around May of 2018, I kind of started thinking, you know, I don't know if I can keep doing this online teaching thing. Um, I was getting kind of bored. And that in combination with the fact that I didn't get any paid vacations or benefits was kind of stressing me out. But really, I just missed working in the classroom with children um, in various areas rather than online. A lot of times I was teaching English. Um, I didn't get to know the children as well as I feel I do in the classroom. And so... I told my fiance at the time um, what I was thinking, and he said, you know what, I'll support you no matter what. Um, we'll figure this out. And um, I ex ended up accept accepting a teaching position in Texas. And moving back here to Texas in July of 2018. And um, things were actually really good for about a month. Um, we, makes me sad. We started kind of talking about our future together. I thought about having a child with him. Um, and really, like, I never, maybe when I was really young, but... Um, Getting married and having kids was never like a fantasy of mine, and I wasn't even sure if it was something that I wanted. 
And so it was weird that I ended up doing this. Um, and again, I think it comes down to the fact that it, some part of it didn't seem real. Um, so anyways, things are going really well. I'm super happy. Um, I've always felt really comfortable talking to him about my own mental health issues and things that I don't feel comfortable telling a lot of people. I'm not even confident that he listens or remembers much of what I say or understands it, um, which is maybe why I feel so comfortable doing it. But I really confided a lot in him. And we were planning on getting married that October when I was going to go visit him. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm getting this emotional. Um, and so I asked him if he had his divorce certificate because as far as I had known, he'd only been married once to his first daughter's mother. And they had been divorced for a long time. And I even asked him shortly before I moved back to the United States, um, are you sh I was like, are you sure you're not still married? Like if you're if you're married to somebody, it's okay. Um just please tell me. And he was like, Oh my gosh, how of course I'm not married to anybody. How would I be married to somebody? And like engaged to you so anyway I keep asking him for the divorce certificate um he said oh yeah I'll just get it from my ex-wife um in a few days a couple weeks go by and then I find out his ex-wife is moving to the United States um she moves and I never get the divorce certificate um and I keep bugging him about it and then one day he finally says yeah, I need to go get it. Um, I have to go through the court, but um, there are actually two divorce certificates that I need to get. And so I find out about this woman that I never even knew he was in a relationship with. Um, and then I find out that they are supposedly divorced. Well, surprise, surprise. They weren't divorced. And they had been separated for a long time. She was living in New York. Um, Dominicans can't travel without a visa. So it's like it was more of just a legal issue, I, I think, um, unless there's something else that's been hidden from me. Um, but he never told me about it which is weird because he never hid his first marriage and he never hid anything about his the fact that he had two children from me um but this woman to whom he was still married when we were making our wedding plans was going to get him a visa that was their plan and so maybe that's why he hid it from me so that I wouldn't think he was taking advantage of me anyway so at last July or July of 2018 I'm thinking that you know he's divorced from these two women and I'm just waiting for the divorce certificate um 
on our six month anniversary, which or was it our year anniversary? From the day we met. Um, which was also my birthday. Well, the night before, he sent me pictures of like thirty page a thirty page document or file um about what he said was proving his divorce. I stayed up really late reading all of that difficult language in my second language, uh, trying to make sense of it. And I texted him and I was like, baby, I'm not mad. Um, I love you. It looks like you're still married. And if that's the case, it's not a big deal. I just, it's really important to me that you tell me the truth right now so that I can trust you. The next day, he called me and yelled at me for not believing him when he said he was divorced. At, literally, as I was looking at the paperwork, proving that he was still married. He yelled at me. Um, that was probably the saddest birthday I've ever had. I spent the whole day in bed crying my eyes out um, with absolutely no energy. I just did not want to do anything. Um, after that, it seemed like he wanted to work on things and work on regaining my trust. Um, and to this day, I don't know if he was being sincere or not, but I would ask him questions, kind of personal questions um, about his past, and it seemed like he was actually starting to open up. And then it seemed like, and this is just, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it almost seemed like he reached a breaking point where he was just so uncomfortable that he couldn't deal with it anymore. And he was like, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Um, this isn't a dictatorship. You need to just let things flow. And I'm like, I can't let things flow. You lied to me about this huge issue. Um, and so things started going downhill probably around September of 2018. Um, but I still had made plans to go see him in October. Um, so I did. We have a week-long break in October in the district where I work. Um, and my first day there, I discovered these WhatsApp messages with this woman whom I had never heard of. And I saw that he was basically sending her every morning when he said, good morning, I love you to me. Not even, I love you. good morning, have a great day. He was sending the exact same message to her. Uh, sometimes we both got a copy of the same picture. Sometimes she just got the picture. And then there's usually an extra special detail for her, like a, just like a little kissing emoji or something. But, oh, my gosh, that broke my heart. Like, you're, you literally copied and pasted the messages and then added a little special detail just for her and not for your fiancé. Um, he did, I don't think he apologized. <laughs> um, 
we started online therapy and it reached the point oh and also with this this woman he was I saw that they were making plans and he was supposedly like trying to like investigate something for her like saying if someone was cheating on her I'm not even sure because I never got a straight story from him but I saw messages from him to her saying like oh I'm over at this bar I see so-and-so and those very same days at the same time he had told me oh I'm at home doing nothing um so you know again more evidence that he can't be trusted but I was just and still am in too deep um so I went home just feeling really sad about things um and eventually our counselor ended up saying you know what I don't think this relationship can be salvaged um it seems like Renee is not willing or able to express himself and communicate in the same way that you are, Charlene. And it just seems like it's the same pattern where he accuses you, um, apologizes, says, contradicts himself like it was like the same cycle happening over and over again and he she had said this is not okay um and he just was kind of non-responsive so I did end up breaking things off with him probably in November of 2018 and we were separated until maybe February of this year of 2019 and I did start dating somebody else during that time who was also an islander. (laughs) Um, And I started noticing some of the same toxic behaviors. But it was hard to tell if, you know, I was just being overly sensitive. But in the end, I was like, okay, this guy is not treating me any better. And I still love Rene, who's my husband now. Um, And so I ended up getting back together with him. I told him that I had been dating somebody else. Um, He said, I forgive you, even though, you know, I don't feel like I needed to be forgiven. Um, And then I went to go see him in, in March during my spring break, we had a really good week together. And when I think about it, we weren't really around his friends or other people. And so I think that took away some of my insecurities and made me feel more calm and at ease. And then it also took away some of his bad influences or bad influences in his life. Um, But then the same things continued where he was ignoring me every weekend and then apologizing and then saying, you know, like, I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to do this and this and this. But then when he would not actually do those things, he would say, well, you're just being too strict. This isn't a relationship. This isn't life. This isn't living. Um, And so even now, like every weekend, I just am so anxious, just wondering when he's going to start to ignore me. And about a month ago, 
I accidentally logged into his Google Drive account or Google Photos, which she had given me access to so that I could help set him up with therapy. And um, we were also working on the visa petition for him to come here. Um, and in the Google, the Google Photos app, um, there's a feature where it will make collages for you based on recent pictures. And I saw one and it was with him and a boy. It was a picture that he had sent me um, the previous day when he was ignoring me or right before he started ignoring me. And in that same collage was a girl and they were hugging and one picture you could tell that they were about to kiss and I was like where did this picture come from so I went into the trash can um, of his account and there were like 10 pictures of them that had been taken during a period of like three hours from like midnight until 3 a.m. or something um, which of course he lied to me about what time he was even there um, but he was ignoring me the next day and I was like how can I trust so before I had seen the pictures uh, I was like how can I trust you when you're not even able when you get so drunk that you're not even able to answer your phone and he was like I was just I was drinking like you stop overreacting and then I saw the pictures and I sent him a screenshot and he called me. <laughs> um, and the next day he was like, that was, I made the biggest mistake of my life. This is all my fault. I'm going to do whatever I can to fix things. Um, I think he said he was going to stop drinking. Um, he said Sundays were going to be dedicated to me because that's usually the day that he fucks up. Um, it's been about a month and... There has not been one Sunday that has gone by during which he didn't ignore me or stayed sober. So I'm just feeling really discouraged. And a lot of guys have recently been reaching out to me, like wanting to hang out. And it's getting tempting because I'm like, clearly my husband doesn't respect me. Nothing's going to change. Why am I going to be faithful to him when he's not being faithful to me? Um, he keeps saying he's going to get an STD test. He's been telling me this for a month. I'm about to go. I was even going to get it done. And he said, oh, no, don't do that. It's my responsibility. And so I didn't do it. And now I'm too busy with work and he's not doing it. Um, so it's really frustrating. And at this point, I don't know what to do because I, I've told him like, baby, I'm scared because I don't feel good with you right now. And honestly, like a lot of, of guys have been asking to hang out with me and he'll try to argue with me, but I'm like, no, that's just the, that's, I'm being honest with you. So anyway, that's where we are right now. Um, I just kind of wanted to give you guys an overview of our relationship 
Um, oh, and last thing. So I had read the book uh, Psychopath Free by, I believe it's Jackson McKenzie. And it was frightening. That was when I was like, oh my gosh, my boyfriend's a psychopath. Um, so I highly recommend that book if you are wondering if you're in a toxic relationship. Um, and then I actually took the, I believe it was the DSM criteria for a cluster B personality disorder. Um, so it included histrionics, antisocial, borderline, and narcissistic personality disorder. And based on his answers, he is a sociopath. Um, based on other research that I have done and um, alternative ways to diagnose somebody with one of these personality disorders, he does seem like he might be more of a narcissist, but like a covert narcissist, especially since, you know, he's poor and you know, it's hard for someone to be grandiose when they're a bus driver making $350 a month living with their mom, you know? Um, but it's hard because I like to see the good in people and I have confided in him so much. And so now it's like, am I just holding on to an idea of him and of our future that is not based in reality at all and it's like I can't talk sense into myself if I were my friend I would be like leave him this is ridiculous but we will see um I will continue to keep you updated and I will also kind of talk about some strategies that I use to cope um in the future I want to also talk about some of my own mental health issues um and how I feel like maybe some of them made me more vulnerable to get into a relationship like this. Um, and then I want to talk some more about red flags to look out for um, before you get in too deep. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is my very first podcast ever, but I know that just watching YouTube videos and um going to a local support group for partners of toxic people has been so helpful. So I hope that this provides validation to some of you. Um, I hope it helps you understand people that are maybe going through similar situations. And I hope that in the future, I can provide, provide you with some tools to help you cope and um, help you improve your lives. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful night and I hope you continue watching or I'm sorry, have you continue listening. Bye.